Hey there, it is me again, just processing something, wanting to document some thoughts and core memories that I have and that I've created recently, and I want to take a couple moments and just remember how wonderful Kendall is and how wonderful it's been being married to him for a year and a half. He is truly as genuine as he seems. He loves me immensely. And I'm really grateful to be partnered with him because he is just kind and warm and gentle and loving and considerate and empathetic and a great listener and he's fun he's funny and he has a wonderful heart and he has never criticized me or said anything negative about me ever (laughs) that's kind of crazy like we've been married for a year and a half but I've known him since the start of 2020 so in all of that time I've never I cannot tell you one time that he has criticized me negatively in the sense of and I don't mean like here's critical feedback and how maybe we can communicate better or maybe you can do this better I'm not talking about constructive criticism I'm talking about the toxic criticism (laughs) the stuff is like that I know other people at times go through, um, which is so sad, just growing up in church spaces where how you look is everything. And um, it's it's wild now being married to someone where looks are like last on the list. Like it's important, but it's not the most important thing. It's, it doesn't determine worth and value. Um, but I grew up in a space where your skin had to be perfect, your hair had to be perfect, your body had to be perfect, and that would determine who wanted you. Um, if you were single, um, that would determine if you got married or didn't. And so um, now being married to Kendall, who's just like, loves my hair short or long, <laughs> like loves my skin clear or not clear, loves my body skinny or large, whatever it might be. Like, he just doesn't care. Um, And I find myself in therapy, and even when I'm not in therapy, just like, whoa, I don't have to carry this mentality that I picked up over the years growing up in church led by white folks (laughs) try to make people look as white as possible without saying it um and I just really really appreciate that and so wanted to start off saying that and then secondly um I had a core memory of mine growing up about my dad resurface recently I was telling Kendall after he had done something that I'll tell you about that I want to remember always I told him that it reminded me of, of a memory I have of my dad when I was little I remember um, my dad praying 
in what we called our library at the time. He had the light on. I don't know that he had worship music, but I remember being a kid laying in my bed and hearing these noises. And so I hurried to the staircase and peeked down into the library, and there my dad was on his knees praying. And I stayed there for a while. I lingered for a while, and I just watched him. And in that moment, I saw how real God was to my dad. And it kind of makes you go as a kid, like, oh, dang, like, we don't just go to church to be going to church. We go to church because God is real. (laughs) Because my dad is out here in these streets praying in the midnight hour. You know what I mean? And so it's like such a blessing to have that memory. And it's, it's, it's not one that I think of often, not because of any other reason than just because I guess I don't have a reason to think about it. But this past weekend, um, Sabbath Sunday, uh, or excuse me, Sabbath Saturday, we typically Sabbath on Saturday, meaning we don't do anything. Uh, we don't make our bed. We don't do dishes. Um, we don't really cook anything. If we can, we don't cook. We order. It's a day to fully rest and do the things that bring us joy. Um, it's a rhythm that Kendall has had for many years in me being partnered with him. I've learned to to truly Sabbath and rest rhythmically. And so on this Sabbath, it was getting close to uh, bedtime. And Kendall loves to watch uh, the latest music videos. Like, he's the only one that I've met that literally will go on YouTube and just watch the latest music videos as a way to stay up to date on current music. I'm more of, like, Spotify, tell me what's the latest and greatest in this genre. Kendall's more of, like, YouTube, what's going on in the music video world. And so um, I stayed up with him for a little bit to watch some, and then I went off to bed, and he was still kind of just watching music videos. And then I hear over time... um, one worship song comes up and it's being played over and over and over again. And um, I'm like to myself, I'm like, why is he, why is he playing the same song again and again? And so I come out of our bedroom and I peek around, around the door. And there he is in the living room by himself, just worshiping God and praying and pacing the floor, and worshiping God on his own, praying. And in that moment, I remembered my dad. And I remembered, almost felt like God was reminding me, like, this gift that I've given you and Kendall is is from me. 
you know. And um, man, I don't even know how to express how it felt to see that. Not, not just because he was praying by himself or anything like that, but like the specifics of my curiosity and me peeking around the corner. <laughs> I like to sneak on people. <laughs> like I just like to know what's going on without telling them I want to know what's going on. So like the specifics of me being brought out of my bed out of curiosity from what I was hearing and then seeing something similar to what I remember my dad doing because it was so my dad's faith and my mom's faith that brought us as a family through so many things. And then to see that in my life partner was just like a, almost like a kiss from heaven, like just a gift of like God telling me, I know your core memories. And I just want to bless you once again in this moment and let you know that I saw you as a kid And I see you now, and I'm with you now. Oh, my gosh. And it's something I will never forget, but also wanted to record um, so that I can remember how I felt, like the emotion of it. And um, (laughs) I eventually went out and told Kendall the same memory and what he how what he was doing reminded me of what my dad did, and I just hugged him, and I cried. Oh, man, and then I was reminded of, like, me growing up in a predominantly white church space. Um, it was multi-ethnic at first, but over time, it became a lot more white. And even when it was multi-ethnic, it was still people desired whiteness, And so as a black girl, um, I just remember the circles that I was in. People didn't desire me. Like, guys didn't want to be with me. And I told Kendall, like, if I knew back then that God was going to give me Kendall, man, it just... I don't know. I don't know that I would have done anything differently. I just, maybe I just would have rested more and not been worried about who was rejecting me and not have been worried about being too skinny or my hair being too short or not curly enough or me being too black or my voice sounding too white or whatever it was for people at the time and seeing people get married and partnered up and all of these things. If I knew then that God was going to give me Kendall, I would not have been worried about anything. And um, I guess to end this with just like an encouragement for maybe women that are still single, but more specifically black women. Um, just hang in there. And I hope that my story encourages you. That you are wanted. 
that you won't always be friend zoned. People won't always see you as comforter or counselor, that you can also be a lover. That someone can romance you, that you are deserving of love for real as you are fully. That you don't have to be surrounded by people who only care about what you look like. That you can be surrounded by people who genuinely care about your humanity, your personhood. And they see that as a sacred thing. And if there's one thing that I say to people that ask me, like, what's your advice for single black women now? And granted, shout out to Tor Holly, excuse me, Tor Crittenden, um, who set me and Kendall up on a blind date. <laughs> I'm like, that's just, I'm still baffled by that fact. Like, what? How did this happen? But I'm so grateful for her, um, one, knowing me and knowing what I'm about um, and her knowing Kendall and knowing what he's about and then putting us together and God doing the rest. Um, But if I didn't meet Kendall on a blind date, how would I have met Kendall? I don't know. But if I didn't meet Kendall on a blind date and I still wasn't with anybody and knowing what I know now, I would exclude church from the spaces that I'm going to meet my partner just because of who I am, like my values of deconstruction and decolonizing. Most church spaces, you're going to find people that have not decolonized their faith and that have not deconstructed and are still acting in patriarchy and don't and still see women as second to men like no I'm done with that and so what spaces can I put myself in that has people that think like I think that live life like I live life and in today's day and age it's going to be like think about like if you're about what I'm about like knowing me listening to my sermons you know, consuming my content, if you're about what I'm about and you're looking for a partner, I would suggest um, community development or community organizing spaces. Like where are the black men, where are they having fun? Where are they hanging out? Where are they making friends? And it's probably going to be, even if you're in a state like Arizona where there's a like 8% black community here, but it's so spread out. It's not like a a huge concentrated um, space for us. But where do they go? What concerts do they go to? Where do they shop? Where do they hang out? Where do they read? Where do they go to serve the community? Where do they go to learn? Um, What events are they going to? Like, Those are the spaces, I would make a list of those spaces and literally make an effort to put myself in those spaces. And also, um, sure, you know, I know a ton of people that have met their long life partners on apps, but also, um, why not try a matchmaker? Because they know what they're doing. And I know people that have gotten really wonderful life partners from 
matchmakers because that's essentially what Tor was for me and Kendall. She wasn't a professional per se, but she knew us enough to know, hey, y'all would be great together. And so, um, anyways, I wanted to process this, say it out loud as a keepsake for myself, but also as an encouragement for maybe someone else that's listening. It's like you, you can be wanted as you are black woman. You don't have to change your hair. You don't have to change your skin. You don't have to change your body. Somebody will want and desire you as you are. And if you can learn to love yourself, may God bring to you people that will love you as you love yourself too. Thanks for listening.